Sure, we can probably all name our favorite game, but can you name your favorite game news? Bit tougher, isn't it? <laughs> well, that's where we come in. Multiple clues and rumors suggest Elden Ring's Shadow of the Air Tree expansion will come out at the end of the month. I guess Twitter needed something to speculate about after GTA 6 finally got a trailer. To be fair, there's some meat here. A new application has been added to the game's downloadable content section on Steam, according to SteamDB, the DB for Steam. <laughs> this is the first time a new DLC package has been added to the game since launch, so many are hypothesizing this could be the highly anticipated expansion. But that isn't the only clue. Last month, an Elden Ring-themed controller made by Thrustmaster allegedly leaked. Images of the product tweeted by YouTuber Zeostorm claimed it would launch in February of this year to sync with Shadow of the Air Tree's release and Elden Ring's anniversary. Meanwhile, just last week, collectible manufacturer Pure Arts announced their first Elden Ring collectible would launch in February. That's the same month. <laughs> Valentine's Day? <laughs> I do love Elden Ring. On top of that, the official Elden Ring playlist on Bandai Namco Europe's YouTube channel was last updated on January 4th, which could mean a private video, like, I don't know, a trailer for Shadow of the Air Tree, could have been added to it. I mean, it could all be a coincidence, but I need something to do with my string and thumbtacks. Might as well make a conspiracy board. It's right there, Pepe Sylvia, who's that? Pepe Sylvia? That's from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, okay. The Last of Us Part Two Remastered releases in three days, and reviews are already divided. I guess they really remastered everything. <laughs> Variety believes the game improves on perfection, I don't know where they stand, with its additions, including the Lost Levels that feature developer commentary and the No Return roguelike mode. Andrew Webster of The Verge echoes these sentiments, saying the two new features gave him a greater appreciation for what the game is. Gene Park of The Washington Post took a slightly different approach in how he praised the new roguelike mode, saying the complex characters are chiseled down to become post-apocalyptic action figures of sad dads and angry lesbians. A regular Tuesday night for me. <laughs> I think that's a compliment? But Giovanni Colantonio of Digital Trends was of another mind. He enjoyed the game's commentary on the cyclical nature of violence, so he felt the weight of the story is undercut somewhat by a speedrun mode that encourages you to blow through the story. Kill him as fast as you can! <laughs> no time to consider the weight of killing a dog, just keep going! <laughs> and a roguelike mode that encourages you to blow enemies' heads off with no story at all. What's the context here? <laughs> Joshua Rivera of Polygon writes that the game underlines Naughty Dog's struggle to be both a studio specializing in action-packed adventure games and one that strives to tell complex and mature stories. Kind of like how we struggle to be both a legitimate gaming news roundup channel while also trying to find new and inventive ways to work in fart jokes. Breaking wind. <laughs> Honestly, we've really been slipping on that recently. I feel like I've only said brap once in the past. <laughs> Foam Stars, the Splatoon-like game you forgot about, is launching soon and is also allegedly fun? It will launch first in February as a PlayStation Plus exclusive before being released for purchase on PS4 and PS5 consoles for 30 bucks starting in March. According to several sources, the game is more akin to a hero shooter than Splatoon. While the foam mechanic does help movement, it doesn't award any points for coverage. According to IGN, the best mode is Rubber Duck Party, 
Picture Overwatch-style push-the-objective gameplay, except the objective is a giant rubber duck DJ, and he moves faster if players dance on top of him for long enough without being killed. Just like in real life. But Foamstar's game designers didn't stop at borrowing from Splatoon and Overwatch, they also rub-a-dub-dabbled with AI. Square Enix said they used Midjourney to create the in-game album covers for the songs in Foamstar's soundtrack, using simple prompts to produce abstract images. That's how it works. I want to criticize the idea that album art is so generically abstract that you can create compelling game assets using AI, but that's hard as someone who is indistinguishable from the first Google result for generic white man. I'm result two for handsome yet sophisticated caveman. <laughs> now it's time for Quick Bits, brought to you by Jawa, the company that lets you easily and securely buy and sell gaming gear online. If your rig is barely hanging on to life, kind of like me when my alarm wakes me up, it might just be time to grab yourself something new. Instead of scouring your local marketplace, negotiating prices, and driving 30 minutes just to get ghosted by little Jimmy because he needed to go to karate class, why don't you let Jawa do the heavy lifting for you? We all know little Jimmy couldn't. Their new and used PCs are built by experienced builders and priced reasonably. They also have a bunch of great deals on hardware like graphics cards, GPUs, and peripherals too. So check them out at the link below, grab a new rig, and let your longtime companion take a break. It deserves to rest. Today's Quick Bits will be presented as POV ASMR, where I pretend to be your dad, criticizing you for playing video games all day. We really expected more of you. Are you winning, son? Not from where I'm standing. STALKER2, Heart of Chernobyl, has been delayed yet again. It was initially planned for 2023, then pushed back to the first quarter of this year. Now, it looks like fans of grim post-Soviet survival horror will have to wait until September 5th to get their fix of heavily irradiated despair. Damn it! According to the developer, the delay is in response to feedback from players who had a chance to experience the game's demo at Gamescom back in August. Those players reportedly felt that while the game captured the world of STALKER, technical imperfections stopped it from being the superlative sci-fi slab simulator it was supposed to be. No Adidas at all? And we can't have that niche missing from the market. Stormgate, an upcoming real-time strategy game from former Warcraft and Starcraft developers, has now managed to raise $1.8 million on Kickstarter, just a scooch more than the hundred grand the devs initially asked for. Even better, the game's public test begins in less than a month to give the world another taste of sweet, sweet RTS. One small problem though, Stormgate is expected to launch as a free-to-play game. Uh oh are they gonna sell cosmetic skins for your units? How will we see them? They're very small. I think this is fun, but I can't see. <laughs> you need more pylons, but my pylons are pink. Construct additional pink pylons. Yeah. Overwatch 2's game director, Aaron Keller, has apologized for the announcement of a passive self-healing ability for tank and DPS heroes. The change is somewhat controversial, which I can attest to because I haven't played Overwatch in a while. That sounds dumb. <laughs> Many players feel this will undercut the importance of support players and disincentivize teamwork. Yeah, as such, Keller decided to clarify on Twitter that this is but one change out of many planned for the upcoming season. I'm not sure the response players wanted was, don't worry guys, we're gonna change this game even more than you thought, but okay. 
Halo's long-rumored Battle Royale mode is now rumored to be canceled, according to the hot gossip among industry insiders. It's unlikely we'll ever get official confirmation of the cancellation of an unannounced project, but as development has reportedly begun on the next mainline Halo game, why'd they call the last one Halo Infinite then? It would make sense for Certain Affinity, the studio allegedly working on the Battle Royale mode, to go back to supporting 343 on the main game instead of sweatily chasing a seven-year-old gaming trend started by PUBG and Fortnite, two games that are very much still around. Not much reason to try another one. And an Ubisoft executive told GamesIndustry.biz that a consumer shift that needs to happen involves gamers feeling comfortable with not owning their games. That executive? Philippe Tremblay, director of subscriptions at Ubisoft. I think what the industry really needs is more reasons for me to have a job. Tremblay was speaking about Ubisoft's recent rebrand of its Ubisoft Plus service, splitting it into the eight bucks a month classic sub and a premium sub for 18 bucks a month, $1 more than Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, largely seen as the best deal in gaming. The new tier will be perfect for gamers who just can't get enough tower climbing, copy-pasting, side-questing action. I've tried other games and honestly, I just like playing Assassin's Creed, but not owning it. <laughs> and you should come back on Thursday for more gaming news. You won't own that either, but you will own an irreplaceable memory of me sincerely thanking you for watching. Thank, oh, not yet, <laughs> Thursday.